Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to seek God's presence and serve God's people. Now, let's get to the message. Amen. All right. Are you in Luke chapter 6? If you're going to read it off the screen, say, that's me. Awesome. Well, Luke chapter 6, verse 48. Uh, we're going to read this one verse of scripture. It's a foundational scripture for this whole sermon series. He is like a man building a house who dug deep. Everybody say, dig deep. Dig deep. And laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it. Everybody say, unshakable. unshakable. Why is that? Because it had been well built. So if you're in master class this Wednesday, I kind of contrasted the house that's built on the rock with the house that's built on the sand. You know what a house is that's built on the sand? It's a beach house. And beach houses are super sexy and really appealing, and I would like to own one. And if anybody has one, I would like to vacation in it, okay? Just throwing that out there. But, you know, despite the fact that beach houses are extremely appealing, Beach houses are all that culture can build because they build on the wrong foundation. They build on what's attractional and appealing rather than building on the eternal person that is the way, the truth, and the life whose name is Jesus. Jesus. And so what we want to talk about throughout this sermon series is we want to talk about becoming unshakable by building our lives on the rock whose name is Jesus. Jesus. So a few things from this scripture here. Uh, that we need to take away is this. Uh, Number one, we're all building a life. At least we should be. Intentionally building a life. The question is, is your life well built? Is it strong? Is it sturdy? Is it stable? Or is it subject to constant highs, lows? Are you always on a roller coaster? Are you constantly sinking when the storms come? Or do you have a well-built life that is fortified in Christ? I had you guys repeat this as I was reading. Dig deep. And so in order to build well, a strong life, we're gonna have to dig deep. We're going to have to work towards depth in our life. The culture would keep us shallow and say that all of life is about nothing more than being entertained. But, but Christ says that there is eternal joy that comes as a result of our salvation in him. A better life, a stronger life, a fortified life. And so we must work towards depth. The key word there is work because there's nobody that's gonna have an unshakable life without a little bit of work. Unshakable lives don't build themselves and they never happen by accident. We gotta work. And so to build well, thirdly, you gotta build on the right foundation. We can't build on the wrong foundation. We gotta build on the right foundation. And the right foundation is Jesus and Jesus only. If we build our lives on anything other than him, they are bound to be shaken. The fourth point I'll pull from this uh, one passage is this, storms are guaranteed to come. 
I'm sorry to tell you this morning, church, just because, you're a, just because you become a Christian doesn't mean you're automatically exempt of storms in your life. You're gonna go through some hard times. Storms are gonna come. Life just has a way of arranging your own Good Friday. It happens. They're guaranteed to come. And whenever storms hit the shoreline of the life that you've built, will your life stand? It's not about if storms are coming, it's about when storms are coming, church. God wants, last thing is, God wants us to have the type of life that is unshakable so that no storm in life can destroy us or derail us or move us. God wants to build in us an unshakable faith so that we are unshakable saints. Here's a few other foundational scriptures for this series. Psalm chapter 16, verse eight. King James says it like this. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. We're presence people, right? Having Jesus right here, acknowledging the presence of Jesus, he's right here with me. He's at my right hand, therefore, I shall not be moved. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. We'll be unshakable saints when we cast our burdens on the Lord. We sang about that this morning, being completely dependent upon Jesus. So here's what an unshakable saint is. I'm gonna give you guys a definition on week one. It is one who builds on the unshakable word of God, a life that is anchored, immovable, and indestructible. An unshakable saint is someone who builds their life on the unshakable word of God. And we know that's Christ Jesus, and we know that's God's word, the scriptures. Amen? That is what produces an unshakable saint. So as we're getting into this sermon series, I am believing in Jesus' name that it will truly be life-changing for our family. And one of the things that we're gonna be talking about primarily in the sermon series is seeking God for transformation in how we talk. How many of you guys could acknowledge and don't nudge your neighbor? I need some transformation in how I talk. <laughs> I need to change the words that are coming out of my mouth. Y'all remember that from Rush Hour? Chris Tucker? Nobody? Okay, that's just me. We... We wanna change how we talk. I'm not talking about the style. I'm talking about the content. And I think for some of us in the room today, we might acknowledge before the Lord, Lord, I need you like Isaiah to touch my lips and clean them up. <laughs> they used to say in the street, loose lips sink ships. And I honestly think that that could be a biblical proverb. It's just like in a... Different kind of way, right? It's like some of us are speaking death and expecting life, and I really believe that God actually wants to change the way that we talk this summer so that we could declare and proclaim life. Declare and proclaim faith. Declare and proclaim power and strength and good things into our life and the favor of God into our lives. That's what we're believing God to do 
uh, in this summer series. And so we're gonna be talking about faith declarations. How many of you guys know what a faith declaration is? If you grew up charismatic Pentecostal, you ought to wave at me right now because you've heard somebody pray. I decree and I declare in the name of the Lord. Right? Yeah, Brian Neer prays like that. I decree, if you add a head shake to it, it's more anointed. I decree and I declare. And I, that's how I grew up. And so we get made fun of for that a lot. You know, it's like, oh, name it and claim it. That's that, grab, blab it and grab it. You know? That, 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 that's, Y'all Pentecostals are weird, man. Y'all always saying crazy stuff. All the, I decree, I decree. Well, listen, the decree and the declare, the faith declaration is what we're talking about, is a deeply biblical principle. And so I want to talk to you today about making faith declarations, what those faith declarations are in an attempt to set the stage for God to transform the way we talk this summer through Psalm 27. Psalm 27, by the way, is what we're going to get into uh, throughout the summer. So to do that, for, for God to transform the way that we talk, we've got to speak truth. What is truth? Truth is what God says, right? We wanna speak truth. And by speaking truth, these types of words, they're gonna shape our life, they're gonna strengthen us, they'll fortify us, and they'll turn us into unshakable saints. And so each and every week, what we're gonna do throughout the summer is we're gonna give you a new faith declaration and I want you to write it on your bathroom mirror. I want you to, you know, write it on your speedometer. Do something, all right? Print it out on a piece of paper. Tack it up all over your walls. Do something so that you can constantly speak God's word, speak the truth, and speak faith over your life to become unshakable, all right? And so if you're not familiar with faith, faith declarations, um, I want you to recognize with me that God is the originator of faith declarations when he created the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter one. Uh, you probably remember this, you know, from reading Genesis chapter one and, and, and Sunday school and doing our reading this year. But God constantly says, let there be. And then we see a response in creation, and it was so. Right? Let there be light. And there was light, right? Let there be sky, let there be animals, let there, right? let there be, and it was so. God is the originator of faith declarations, and over and over again in Genesis chapter one, we see God speaking a creative word, and the result is the creation that we see. How many of you know that you were made in the image of God? Come on, we were all made in the image of God. That means the authority, the, the authority that God has to speak that creative word is the same authority he invests into us as his image bearers to speak that creative word. We have the same ability as his image bearers to speak that creative word and to see things come into reality. Now, don't think I'm talking about the secret right now. You guys don't even know what that is. It's a book. It's on Netflix. It's about visualization. Everybody's like, I'm lost. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's kind of like a new age thing, right? It's like, well, I want to, you know... Um, I think so I become. You, you do realize that all of this originates in God. It's, it's not new age to make faith declarations, all right? I just want to make sure that you're aware of that, okay? And so uh, God has given us the power. Uh, in our, he's put power in our words. God's put power in our words. 
Our words have creative power. They have the power to do good. They also have the power to do harm. They also have the power to do harm. Our words can actually be really destructive. You guys know that's true, right? Proverbs 18 and 21 says, the tongue can bring death or life, and those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Uh, We always quote that first part, part A. We rarely quote that second part, part B. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. How many of you guys know it's a spiritual law? You're gonna reap what you sow, right? The tongue can bring death or life. And so what we're gonna do in this series is just learn to speak simple but powerful faith declarations that'll shape our lives and make you unshakable. Everybody just say with me, I I wanna be be unshakable. In Jesus' name, name. amen. Okay, so uh, what is a faith declaration? I'm gonna give you guys, uh, I think it's seven points here. I know, I have a lot of points. That's my 52 slides. Um, But it's it's just a lot of Bible, all right? So I'm just gonna run through this, give you guys a lot of Bible, then we're gonna read Psalm 27. But a faith declaration is made when we declare the absolute faithfulness of God's word. When we're dependent, when we're reliant, when we take God's word and we declare that it's good, when we declare that it's true, and when we declare that it's faithful and we speak that with our lips, then a faith declaration is made. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 says, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, catch this last part, let us hold fast to our confession, right? So we, the, the Bible is teaching us here that we can actually hold on to a faith declaration. I'm gonna hold on to what God has said to me. I'm gonna hold on to what God has spoken through his word. I'm gonna hold fast to it. I'm not gonna let it go. I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm not gonna let anybody rob me of it. Luke 1 and 37, the Bible says, for no word from God will ever fail. How many words? No words. So we can take what God has said and we can build our lives on it. Because there's never gonna come a day in which any of those words will fail or pass away. Colossians chapter three, verse 16 says, let the word of Christ, get this, dwell in you richly, right? So not only can we take hold with our hands, but we can take a word and we can have it put in our heart and we can say, this word is gonna live in me. I'm not, I'm not just holding on to it mentally. This word is alive in my spirit, right? Dwell in you richly. What do you do with that word? You teach from it. You admonish one another from it in all wisdom. You sing psalms. Even if you can't sing on key, you still sing, right? And hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Why? Because I got a word and I can build my life on that word. Psalm 119 and 30 says, I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments, get this, I have laid before me. So you can have a word in your hand, you can have a word in your heart, you can have a word to your side, you can have a word in front of you, you can have a word and you can build your life on that word. A faith declaration is made when we declare the absolute faithfulness of God's word. We gotta hold fast to it, we gotta grab hold of it, we gotta allow it to live in us, We've got to place it before us daily because his words never fail. Number two, a faith declaration is made when our heart and our mouth agree together with truth. If you're, if you're speaking things out like, 
I don't actually know if I believe this. That's not a faith declaration yet. Right? The devil's not afraid of a word you don't believe. Right? So we allow the word of God to dwell in us richly. We allow the word of God to illuminate our mind. We allow the word of God to bring us revelation. And we say, okay, that's what God has said. I believe it in my heart, so I confess it with my lips. We talked about this a few weeks ago uh, in regards to salvation. Right? So a faith declaration is made when our heart and our mouth agree together with truth. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 14, I told you guys the Bible study. Uh, the Bible says, but the word is, get this, very near to you. Isn't that amazing? It's not as far away as we might think that it is, but it's very near to you. It is in your mouth and also in your heart. Therefore, you guys see this last part? You can do it. That's amazing, right? God's got a word in my spirit. He's got a word in my heart. I'm gonna let this word out my mouth and I'm gonna let it build my confidence to know I can do it. I can do that. Why is that? Because God says I can do that. He's the truth. Let every man be a liar. Though it may be impossible with, with, with men, it shall be possible with God. I can do it. Everybody say, I can do it. That's a faith builder. I, I can just read the Bible and just that'd be enough. We just sit here, read scripture, after scripture, after scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse eight through 10, I mentioned this earlier, but what does it say? The word is near you. Notice here in Romans, Paul's actually quoting the law, Deuteronomy. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I hit on this a couple weeks ago, but for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So remember, a faith declaration is when our heart and our mouth agree together with truth. Number three, a faith declaration is made when we speak God's word with a spirit of faith. I believe, I believe that what God has said is true. I'm going to speak it out. Listen, the enemy tries to convince us that weak faith is no faith, and that's not true because Jesus said, if you have faith, even if it be the size of a mustard seed, then you can speak to this mountain and say, be removed, and it'll be cast into the sea. All right, so you may be thinking, well, I don't wanna make any declarations. I don't have enough faith. Well, what do you have? Because Jesus is a genius when it comes to taking small things and turning them into big things. Check him out when he uh, multiplied the bread and the fish. That's what he does. A faith declaration is made when we speak God's word with a spirit of faith. Joshua 1.8, the book of the law shall not depart from, from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night so that, you will, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. How many of you guys would like some of that good success? I'd like some of that good success. I want to declare that Good success. I want my way to be prosperous. If you don't, Lord, I'll take theirs. Amen. I want to declare it. 2 Corinthians 4 and 13 says, since we have the same spirit of faith. There it is, right there. The same spirit that was in Jesus is the spirit that is in you. And that spirit is a spirit of faith. That's a spirit of faith. Uh, according to what has been written, I believed, get this, and so I spoke. I think we should do a better job at putting out into the atmosphere the things that we've hidden in our heart because they'll change the atmosphere. Let it be, and it was so. Take some of those things you've got on the inside, release them to the outside, let them change the atmosphere in your home. 
Let them change the atmosphere in your marriage. Let them change the atmosphere in your friendships. Let them change the atmosphere in your finances. I believe. And so I spoke. And so we also speak. Number four, a faith declaration is affirming something we believe and we stand upon. So this is the rock on which I stand. I believe it. Therefore, I'm going to declare it. My God is a healer. My God is a savior. My God is a restorer. My God is a redeemer. My God is alive. See, every now and then you just need to look in the mirror, stand on the rock that is Christ Jesus and his word, and you need to remind yourself and all of hell what the truth is about your God. This is who God says he is, and this is what God has done in my life. Let me testify a little bit. Psalm 91, 2 said, I'm going to say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress. Notice right there, he's just telling God the truth about himself. My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Even when you feel like your trust is lacking, you can say this over yourself. My God in whom I trust. Every now and then you need to lay hands on yourself. Sometimes I just lay hands on my own head. Unbelief, go. (laughs) You know? Right, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Every now and then you just need to lay hands on yourself. In the name of the Lord. This is just me. You line up to the word of God. There's been time I've had pain in my body. In the name of the Lord. You line up. You know, I've done it. I've done it. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, that's the truth. Number, six, number five is this. A faith declaration fixes the landmarks of my life, and it also grows my inner man. This is what faith declarations do. Um, think about, you guys remember the prayer of Jabez? I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do a slide. I didn't do a slide. Uh, but I remember the, the prayer of Jabez was over top of my mama's stove. That, if you're an 80s baby, it was probably over top of your mama's stove too, all right? Enlarge my territory, right? See, this is what faith declarations do. They enlarge your territory. They enlarge your capacity. They enlarge what's possible in your spiritual life. You start prophesying to the possibilities of your own lifestyle by standing on the word of God and say, yes, I am the head and I am not the tail. I am the lender and not the borrower. If God be for me, who can be against me? See, every now and then, you just got to preach the gospel to yourself. Don't wait for Sunday morning. Just get in the mirror. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3 says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is what? Growing abundantly. Who wants their faith to grow this this, this summer? Come on. Then we want to make declarations to become unshakable saints that their faith is growing abundantly. And the love of every one of you for one another is what? Increasing, right? Enlarge my capacity to love my neighbor, Lord. Enlarge my capacity to love you, Lord. Enlarge my capacity to love your church, Lord. All these things are very important. Number six, a faith declaration is sowing a word seed that will bring forth a harvest. What do you mean by that? As a man reaps... So shall he or she sow. Or, you guys figured it out. As a man sows, so shall he reap. Okay, we got it right. We got it figured out. So 
It's important to understand that the seed, the Bible says, is the word of God. That's Luke 8 and 11. The seed is the word of God. So when we, when we speak the word of God, we sow a seed into the soil of our spiritual ground. I don't know about you guys, but one of those pa- passages that just haunt me is that the Bible says we shall give an account for every idle word that we've ever spoken. Right? So it's like we go to, we go to inspect our inheritance and we're like, where did all these tears come from? And then you have to think, well, how have I been talking? Where did all this division come from in my life? How have you been speaking? What about all these arguments and these quarrels and why am I being judged? Well, how many words of judgment have you spoken? Right? We're going to reap what we sow. The Bible teaches that. That's apparent. Isaiah 30, 23 said, and he will give rain for the seed with which you sow the ground and bread, the produce of the ground will be rich and plenteous in that day. Your livestock will graze in large pastures. Hallelujah. I don't know how that translates for anybody who's not a farmer, but I receive it. Yes, Lord, my livestock will graze in large pastures. Hallelujah. We must believe and confess my harvest is on the way. You you ought to just get up in the morning and remind yourself, my harvest is on the way. Some of you might be thinking right now, that just sounds like something like a TV preacher would tell me to say. Well, it's in the Bible, okay? So even though they may be wrong about certain things, on this point, they're right, all right? My harvest is on its way. Hallelujah. Amen. I've sown the seed. He's been watering it, and it's on its way in Jesus' name. Somebody say, it's on its way. way. Number seven is this. A faith declaration is the building up of our spirit and our faith to a greater level. Who wants more faith in here? How you speak will give you that opportunity to grow in your faith. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing through what? The word of God, Christ Jesus. Jude 1, 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith by doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. I got to read that like a Pentecostal. (laughs) Praying in the Holy Ghost, right? So a faith declaration is building up our spirit and our faith to a higher level. Number eight. I said I had seven. I have eight. Eight is a faith declaration is seeing God involved in my life to do the very best for me. If you don't believe that God wants the very, very best for you, can I encourage you this summer? I want you to say these declarations with us every single day, and I think you will see that God wants the best for you. John 15 and 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. That's powerful. That's encouraging. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Here's another sign my mom had in the kitchen. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you what? A future. And what else? A hope. Come on, church. Are we reminded yet that we live in a kingdom that is oh so good, that God is showing up for us? He is good. Luke eleven thirteen 13 says, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I want more of the Holy Ghost. I want more of the Holy Spirit operating in my life. I want more of the fruit of the Spirit. I want more of the gifts of the Spirit. I want more of God. Amen. So one of the ways that we receive that is through making faith declarations. So what I want you to do, open your Bible real quick to Psalm 27, because i got to be done soon. Psalm 27. 
Got to be done soon. But we're going to read Psalm 27 together before we finish here. And uh, what, I, what I want you to do is, I want you to make a decision today uh, to no longer allow, this is an important point, no longer allow your words to sabotage what God wants to do in your life. All right, I'm going to try, try this side over here because you guys were encouraging, but I think this side over here might be a few folks who need this, right? I want you to make a decision today. I want you to draw a line in the sand in the spirit, and I want you to say, I'm no longer going to allow the way I talk to sabotage what God wants to do in my life. I want you to make that decision today. I want that to be something you take home with you today because a key to building an unshakable life and becoming an unshakable saint is to speak what's true and to speak faith-filled words. So make a decision today to stop being defeated by, the, by your own words. Stop being defeated by your own words. Let me give you a few scriptures real quick because the words of our mouths can actually allow us to be taken captive by the enemy. Do I need to say that again? Because I know that's a little... The words of our mouths can actually allow us to be taken captive by our enemy. Proverbs 6 and 2. You have been trapped by what you said. Ensnared by the words of your mouth. Psalm 17 verse 3. You have tried my heart. You've visited me by the night. You have tested me and you will find nothing. Why is that? Because I've purposed that my mouth will not transgress. Psalm 19 and 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to who? The Lord, who is what? My rock and my redeemer. Is how you talk acceptable to your Savior? I feel like we could just, there's tributaries to this sermon. We could be here for another two hours. We could just go in different directions. We could have a repentance afterward, I think, and I'd be the first one here. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Psalm 141.3, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Who needs to pray that? Set a guard, Lord, over my mouth, right? Keep watch over the door of my lips. Proverbs 12, 14, from the fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. Proverbs 13 and 3, y'all had enough scripture yet? Yes. Proverbs 13 and 3, whoever guards his mouth does what? Preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 21, 23, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. So I found myself this week, like, I was thinking of Isaiah 6. Purge my lips, God. Take a burning coal from the altar and come touch me. Because <laughs> I, I need to talk different. I want my words to be faith-filled. I want them to be inspired by you. I want them to be inspired by your truth. I want them to be inspired by what you're doing. Not, not, not cultural narratives, not what the world is speaking. I want to hear from heaven. What are you speaking? Right, and that's what the angel came and said to Isaiah. Behold, this has touched your lips and your guilt has been taken away. And what? Your sin has been atoned for. That's powerful. All right, let's stand. We're going to read uh, Psalm 27 together and uh, get you out of here. Psalm 27 is so good, and I hope we all feel inspired for the season that is to come, knowing that God is going to build in us strength this summer. If you agree with that, just say amen. amen. 
God is going to build in us strength this summer. I don't know about you, but I am, I, I'm, I'm weary of suffering in seasons of my life from intimacy deficiencies, riding the emotional roller coaster of extreme highs and lows, guarding my heart from being hurt, therefore putting the opportunity for me to experience joy behind prison doors. I'm tired of that too. I want to be strong. I want to be mighty in my faith. I want to be confident. I want to, you know, I want to have my chest out, my head held high, knowing God's got us. How about you? So here's Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who will stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. So here's our first declaration. I will live life, and you can just do the Draymond Green pose, strong. NBA champs, by the way, I didn't know if I needed to remind you of that. Steph, hallelujah, come on. All right, y'all say it with me. I will live life strong. I will live life strong. Verse four, one thing I have asked uh, of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Here's our next declaration. I will love God's house passionately. Come on. I will love God's house passionately. Verse six. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Here's our third declaration is this. I will hold my head high. Is anybody encouraged yet? Yeah. I'm going to go home encouraged today. Verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, Lord, your face do I seek. Now, this is our next declaration. I will... Have an overflowing heart. My cup will runneth over in Jesus' name. Verse 9, hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help, cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Isn't that so good? Fifth declaration is, I will turn to God at all times. All times. Verse 11, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. Declaration number six is this, I will walk on a level path. Stable. Verse 13, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And that's the seventh declaration, which is this. I will not lose heart. Amen? Those are the declarations we're going to go through this summer. And, and God is going to do something in this house, guys. It's going to be so special. I want you to make a commitment. I know you got family vacations. You're going to go out of town and things like that. I'm not, I'm not talking about the times you already have scheduled. I, I'm, I'm talking about 
making a commitment to be in God's house through the entirety of the summer. Listen, if it wakes up and it looks nice outside, go to church anyway. Right? If you stayed up late on a Saturday night, go to church anyway. Just go to the 11, all right? If you're like, man, I don't know, I think I'm just going to stay out of town an extra day, but you totally plan to get back on Saturday night, come back early and go to church anyway, okay? Listen, I can promise you, you do not want to miss a week of these declarations. We are going to become unshakable saints together, amen? Thank you for tuning into the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you log into the store and give us a good review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Join us again next week for another powerful word.